It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard uh, Dennis and Brady Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, have the uh, new polls out uh, today for boys and girls basketball. Yep. Um, Brady is uh, over there keeping everything a state secret again, but uh, I, I, I think there might be some flooping and flopping going on, although I'm not sure how or why when everything was snowed out last week. So we'll, we'll get into that. I saw a really fun hockey game on Saturday, um, and I'll probably blither on and on about that because I thought it was one of the better games I've seen in a couple of years. And you're going to see a really good one tonight. Um, I'm hoping to see a really good one tonight and a very important one yes. as far as boys basketball is concerned and the Mac Blue Championship is uh, there for the taking for uh, the uh, Huskies tonight on the road at Lakeshore. It feels like the roles are reversed. Usually it's my voice that's halfway gone <laughs> from yelling so much. but, but you, you, I don't know that mine is from yelling so no, much. It's no. just that, you know, I've been uh, – I've been fighting colds and things for most of the uh, winter, and I think this is just the medication that they've given me has dried me out to the point where (laughs) I am a desert right now. It's been one of those winters where it feels like basically since Thanksgiving, I've never been completely healthy. So I blame everything on you. That's fair. You keep me sick (laughs) because I have like a deficient immune system. And uh, and Brady just is constantly, oh, let me sit right next to you and breathe on you. Yep. That's how we get the chemistry we have. <laughs> or something. <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk about, <laughs> we'll talk about it when Dennis We'll talk about talk. Friday's <laughs> boys and girls basketball uh, action coming up next. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700 for all your real estate needs o'connor realty small enough to know you large enough to serve you if your windows stick (laughs) slip (laughs) squeak or leak 
Replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Dura Clean by Bachelor. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admire Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports podcast. And let's uh, start with the uh, ladies' games from uh, Friday night. And uh, you are at one of the two big rivalry games we were hoping to get last yeah. week before the snow messed us up. Uh, but uh, we did get the Marysville-St. Clair rematch and uh, Marysville just flexing their muscle well it started off it looked like it was going to be a almost a retread of their first game it was 20 to 9 at the end of the first quarter and at halftime it was 29 22 you're going all right St. Clair's figured it out they beat Marysville in the second quarter they've got it within striking distance 
And then St. Clair only made one shot from the field the rest of the game. It was partially Marysville's defense. It was another part that everyone went cold for St. Clair at the same time. It was a rough game for the for the the Saints. Um, it started off, Caitlin Kane, I think, had like 12 of the first 14 points. She ended up with 15, but that first quarter she got them out and rolling and did what Marysville does, builds a big lead. And, I mean, score when a team scores 20 points in a quarter, usually a recipe for success. Especially a, a team that it's hard to get to 30 against Marysville. Yeah, and especially, yeah, because the final score, 59-28, Marysville just boat race them in the second half like I said Marysville or St. Clair made one shot from the field they scored six total points Marysville kept scoring as they do and it just kind of exploded after that point and Marysville was able to coast to a victory all right this is going to sound a little awkward because well we just got confirmation that Dennis can go down to Lakeshore tonight so yeah, we kind of got a call in the middle yeah, of talking, so we stopped talking, and now we're starting yeah, talking so again. It's going to be a really weird edit, but yeah, little peek behind the curtain. Sometimes when we go on road games, which we haven't really done as much this year, um, we have a call ahead just to be nice, and because you know you don't want to sh- plan on going somewhere, show up, and then they bar you from there, and there's a wanted poster if you up. <laughs> so yeah, so we're going down to Lakeshore. We just got a call confirming that. Anyway. Back to St. Clair, Marysville. Um, yeah, Marysville just did what Marysville does. They've won 10 straight now, and they're really starting to hit their groove. Caitlin Kane had 15 points. Uh, Sydney Hilgendorf had 10. Kara Miller had 11, including three threes. Uh, Avery Walters added seven. In total, there were, I believe, eight different Vikings that scored in this contest. It's just what Marysville's doing, and they're starting to hit their stride as the season really comes to an end. And the the thing here is the league title's still very much up for grabs. We were supposed to get the Marysville Marine City game earlier last week, but the snow stopped that one from happening, so there'll be a reschedule on uh, that game. Um, and at, at that point, that'll basically – for the because Marysville's not going to lose to Sterling Heights uh, or that, Fitz or, or Fitz, uh, and I think uh, are those both this week? Yeah, yeah. Those, and and so Marine we, Marine City's not going to lose to Sterling Heights or Roseville or Roseville. So we expect that when Marine City and Marysville meet for that game, that'll be for Marysville to win it outright or Marine City to get a share of the pie. Right, which. Is about what we expected. Yeah. Because we thought St. Clair could jump up and nab one of those games, and they've had opportunities in really three of the four games against Marine City and Marysville. Couldn't get them. I guess the good news for them is they can still play spoiler come district time. Yeah, that'll be their their last chance is in the district. But um, at at this point, I like Marine City a lot. But I just feel like um, Marysville is playing just all around solid basketball. With Marine City, they play good for three and a half quarters every game, but they always seem to have that four-minute stretch where they get a little discombobulated. It hasn't cost them games. But against Marysville, 
If you have a four-minute stretch, it can cost you a game. And the other thing with um, Marysville is their two losses are by three points. They are a couple shots away from being 15-0 and right now. Yeah. And those they weren't to bad teams. Lakeview, who is currently 7-0 and in the blue, they went toe-to-toe with them. And PH, who's 4-3 and in the red, they very easily could have beaten both those teams. Had they done that, I mean... Like I said, 15-0 is crazy. The other thing I want to mention with St. Clair, and I know it is uh, obviously they're most likely the third best team in the gold. They've lost to the other two teams twice. But of their seven losses, Dennis, they have some – they've played some tough competition. They've lost to Southlake, who is 7-0 in the silver and 14-2 overall. One of those two losses to Marine City. Marine City twice, Marysville twice, and Lake Fenton. Who is ridiculous. So, of those teams they've lost to, the only one that they want to have back is Anchor Bay. Anchor Bay is probably one that they should not have lost. But again, that is a uh, – Anchor Bay is down this year, but they play in the white. Right. So, six of their seven losses – you could argue are against, well, against Southlake, who's leading the silver, Marysville Marine City, who are leading the gold, and Lake Fenton, who is unstoppable. So I just wanted to pull that out because you look at eight and seven and you kind of go, eh, like it doesn't really move the needle. But just know that they, outside of the one anchor bay loss, which was I think the second game of the year, they haven't dropped one to a no name. When they lose, they lose to really quality opponents, and they take care of teams that they should take care of. Yeah, and if you're looking at Anchor Bay's schedule, they play Lance Cruz North twice. <laughs> Thanks. Utica twice. Utica twice. Ford twice. Stevenson twice. Romeo twice. And their other loss was to Northern the first game of the season in overtime. And PH. And PH, who is a red team. Yes. So... That's a pretty tough schedule, and that would explain why they're one in ten. Yeah, a lot more than anything else. And they lost all but one starter off of last year's team, basically. Right. So that was the girls' game. I'm at. Uh, I was at. I mean, Marysville. Just it's just impressive because Caitlin Kane is like their main scorer, but when if she's off, it's not like the ship sinking like Kara Miller has become maybe the best three-point shooter in girls basketball in the area it seems like you can pencil her in for three threes a night and they don't hit the rim and the other thing is is again that's another player they could probably set her up to shoot more than she does but they only needed to shoot so many times a game right and then you get peripheral scoring like I didn't even mention Maddie Smith and Anna Oles each had six points and you'll get that from them consistently the entire season. So, um, Marine City ended up not having to play their game against Fitz. They get a forfeit win, but they would have beaten Fitz a lot to a little. Yeah, Fitz is 1-10 uh, on the season, and they don't have the same schedule as Anchor Bay. No, not at all. Uh, the only other max score was a close one. New Haven beat uh, East Point 38-35 to uh, 35 in girls basketball. Let's move to the uh, BWAC um, where 
Imlay City continued to uh, roll. I saw the second half of this game um, getting set up at Richmond for the boys game that was played after it. Imlay City 65, Richmond 31, and they had all barrels pumping again uh, in Richmond on Friday night. They're just really good. They are. And, yeah, they just it, – it's no no more we can say about them again. They haven't lost a BWAC game in what? What was it, like three years or something like that? I know they ran the table last year. I think they did two years ago as well. I'd have to double check. And it's hard for me to believe that they're going to lose one this year. Not to say that they're Well, their good biggest teams. competition is Armada, and they have decisively beat them twice. So, and speaking of Armada, they beat Elmont 38-31 uh, in what sounds like it was a pretty good basketball game. Yeah. Yeah, Elmont trying to figure it out. But that Armada team's young, and they're pesky. And I think that's a team on the uptick uh, for the future. They just happen to be in a conference with a team that has Final Four aspirations. And then uh, North Branch beat Alkanak 40-24. to I've seen both these teams. Uh, I, North Branch has got some nice players. Mm-hmm. Algonac befuddles me because I want to like this team more than what they end up doing. Like they have some players that that I like. Um, they have they some all- athletes, but they just don't seem to get a lot done, do they? Uh, not as consistently as you would like. But the other thing that I think makes them likable is when you watch them play, they play really hard. Yeah, and like not that other teams don't, but, like, you see them going and the efforts there, and you can see how they can beat some of the teams they've beaten this year. But then they also go through stretches where they struggle to score, and it sounds like Friday was one of those instances. Like, I know that Ella Stevenson and Maria Simpson are softball players, but they're good athletes, and when you watch them play basketball, they can play. Right. Um, I'm trying to go back to when I did their game because there was a few – um, Devorney's the other softball player yeah, playing on the there basketball was a couple. team. They're like all really good athletes. I know basketball's not their number one sport, but they're good enough that you'd think they'd get um, a little more I li- done. I liked Catherine Green when they played. Um, I liked DeLang. Roland came off the bench. I liked yeah. how they, they did. Roland played good the night I saw. Yeah, them. and just uh, they just – And DeLang's yeah. another softball player. Sometimes they just struggle – to put four quarters together. Yale uh, beat uh, Croslex in the other BWAC game, 36-28. to 28. Uh, Croslex was winning for a good portion of that game. Croslex, the second half of the, the BWAC schedule, have been a tougher game for everybody than they were the first half. Yeah, yeah, they have because, again, we've seen them play and they're not void of talent. It's just a lot of it's young and starting to having to learn how to play. Um, obviously, the uh, word got to Brown City that uh, Carly Coplesh had been drafted, and, and I'm sure she was the big reason that they beat <laughs> Memphis 42-28. to uh, 28. You go, Carly. I hope you got 20 in that one. Yeah, one of the, th- one of the Thunder Gods. <laughs> one of our top prospects. Yes. Um, and Ubley beat KPAC 43-11 to uh, 11, um, in the other uh, GTC East girls basketball game played on uh, Friday. And uh, in the uh, Catholic League, uh, Bishop Foley was uh, all over Cardinal Mooney. 66-10 to 10 was the uh, final uh, in that one. Um, and uh, come on, Foley, call off the dogs. <laughs> yeah. Call off the dogs. Yeah. Well, Practice what you preach. That's a um, – <laughs> yeah. 
that's a topic. Sorry, we I got to take a shot at yeah. them. You just any like chance the, that I can. Yeah, yeah. You they could do not. They could just exist, and you would take a stab at them. Yes, I would. <laughs> Even if they gave me a nice shirt, a really nice shirt that you've worn. I have worn that shirt. Because it is very nice. Anyway, um, is that it for the girls' scores? That's it for the girls' scores. All right. Um, we got some boys' scores, and do you want to do them now, or do you want to do them next segment? Um, it's your show. You make the call. Well, okay. We'll, we'll take a break. I'll rest my voice for a second, uh, and then we'll get right back at it. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 850-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacuorg forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. 
Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome uh, back. Let's uh, take a look at uh, boys basketball that was played on uh, Friday night. And I'm just uh, glancing over here. We did not have any MAC games on Friday night. I do not believe we did. But we'll have a few tonight and we'll make up for it. We did have one MAC game on Saturday, though. We did, and it's important because Tyler Jamison scored 33. He's over 1,000 points already in his uh, career. Northern beat uh, Cousineau, and uh, there there are a bunch of Jamisons on that list. Joel his Weimer's uncle. number one, but his then the next uncles. three guys are Jamisons, and those are the only four people to go over 1,000 points. Which I just want to put this in perspective, right? So he's played 13 games in his junior season. Last year, COVID cut the season short, and he played – 13 games so that's 26 games for his career and in his freshman year his only year that has been completely filled uh he played 22 so he has played what is that 46 48 48 yeah so he has played just a tick over two seasons and he has already eclipsed yeah so he's played 48 and the other people probably played in the neighborhood of 80 games. Yes. Or at least high 60s. That's stupid. <laughs> that is stupid. So, I believe he is at 1000 he was not he was seven shorts so that puts him what 1023 1026, right? Cuz he scored 33, right? Yeah. So he was needed seven then 20 so 1026 divided by 40. He's averaging 1026. What, 21 points per game for his career. Not bad. Chump change. Chump change. Yeah, everybody says, oh, oh, oh 21 points. <laughs> like, come on. 21 points a game is a lot in high school sports. Oh, yeah. Anyway. That's they, why, um, like, when people shake their head, oh, you only got 28, you only got 33. Oh, 
Are you kidding me? He scored 92 points against Cousineau this season in two games. <laughs> yeah. He scored 92 points. And Cousineau is not a bad team. We're not talking about a team that's incompetent and can't play and it's easy. No. Cousineau's got some players. He Yeah. They they beat Cousineau 50, uh, 53-35, so Cousineau did outscore Jamison. Uh, Clark had nine points. Malachi Mitchell had four points, eight rebounds. Jameson also had 17 rebounds, which I don't know where he is, but I have to imagine he's climbing near the top of the rebounding charts as well. Yeah, yeah, he because he has the average by, by the end of dozen. his by the end of his career, he'll be their all time highest scorer and probably all time highest rebounder. I would have to because it seems like every game he's grabbing between ten and. 15 and he's probably years. going to be their all-time assists leader and their all-time steals leader and their all-time everything leader. Block shots. Sure, why not? He gets them. He does. Anyway, yeah, that was the one Saturday score we had. A 1 o'clock Saturday game. That was, hey, eh, had to make up for it. They get the win. And Northern's 10-3. and three. And before we go on to the other scores, did did you expect Northern to be ten and three with a chance to win an outright MAC Blue title before the season started? No, let, let's be honest about this. Uh, I was very unsure about the rest of that basketball team, um, and, and I thought, well, Tyler will do enough by himself that they'll be five hundred. Right, they will be in a lot of games, and even early in the season, they played a really tough schedule, and I think. What they've done since has proven just how tough it's been. And and again, I go back to that Anchor Bay game. And that, like, woke some guys up on that team. They had good nights. They felt good about themselves coming off the basketball court. And look at how many of those guys have really picked it up here down the stretch for Northern. And what a huge difference it is for that basketball team to know you've got other guys now that can score in double digits. It doesn't have to be Tyler every time down the floor. And now Tyler Jamison can take a breath yes. every once in a while because you're going to need him come district time. Yes. And yeah. Like, how many different names have we said? Malachi Mitchell has been a guy that's stepped up. Maher's been Maher. knocking down threes. And Maher's been quiet the last two, but before that he had had, like, 30 points in a two-game stretch. And uh, you got Jacobs. You got Clark. Um, you, I still you've love got Cole, Cole. the bench. You, you've got um, Felipe uh, Mitchell. Yes. Has, is, like, another high-energy guy who's been getting stuff done for them. Um, and who am I missing? A Dunkel just quietly does, goes about his business and does his uh, job and, and gets a couple of baskets right. for you and grabs some, rebounds. Right. Some nights he'll play, depending on the matchup, he'll play more than others. But no, he's done a, a really good job as, well, the whole team has to, like, I did not think, when I went to the Lakeshore game, I was like, Lakeshore's probably going to win, but I think Northern can give them a scare and play with them. I didn't think Northern would curb stomp them the way they did. I'm very curious. If they beat Lakeshore down there again, I, they don't even have to do what they did last time, just win the game, I'm all in on Northern. Like, like I'm saying maybe a district championship. I think they have the, the horses to run past Dakota and Lance Cruz North. Is it, and, and I haven't looked beyond, but like – 
you almost want to feel like the regional might be a little bit easier than their district. Well, well, I'm not saying it'll be easy, but I just feel like, like after you go through the, the minefield of Dakota and Lance Cruz North, um, like I just feel like whoever you play in district or in regionals, it's gravy. Be, or if they are better, it's not going to be significantly. You think so? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Catholic Central would be waiting for them in the regional yeah, I don't semifinal. Know. But, but, but usually you draw like a team from the Utica – yeah. Tournament. Like, usually Utica or Ford hosts a tournament. And it's teams that you know from the MAC. Right. And, and that you, you, you feel like they can match up with. Anyway, so that's our Northern Praise. Dennis, you'll be down at Lakeshore tonight for what should be a fun game. Northern can clinch an outright MAC Blue title. And, again, I will be honest. If you would have told me Northern has a position to go 10-0 and in MAC play, I would have – asked you who else they brought in but a credit to all those kids that have stepped up around jameson yeah uh and uh yeah i just beginning of the season if you just said oh northern could sneak into third and in a big year maybe get second right i might have bought into that and it's also because we knew lakeshore had a lot of hype yeah too well um, but um a chance to uh just win an outright title right here and now uh and even if they don't win this game they're still in position to win the league. And the other thing that I'm going to say, and uh, Marion Stewart pointed this out on Twitter, I am shaming every single mid-major school in the state of Michigan that has not extended Tyler Jamison an offer. Malfeasance. It does seem a little ridiculous. Now, again, I'm not saying we're going to see him in the NBA someday, but the kid can play basketball. Yes, he can. So you had you were at a game, and I just kind of went off the rails and stole it with the Saturday game. Oh, that's but, all right. But you saw a game that one team absolutely dominated. Well, I mean, uh, the, the middle quarters were close, and at the beginning of the game, I thought Yale was playing really well. At one point, they were up 8-6, to six, and then all of a sudden, two minutes later, they were down by 7 at the end of the first quarter. And they were down by eight at halftime, had it back to seven going into the fourth, and then Richmond doubled them up in the fourth when going away 53-38. Um, Richmond gets 16 from Carl Stevens, another one of my picks. Uh, Trayvon Thompson knocked down three threes on Friday night and scored uh, nine points. Sebastian Mays. Yeah, I like another, the way. Another I, guy that wears a, a – a Thunder Stuck. God's jersey uh, with seven points in the uh, the game. And and they were just very balanced. Bartolomucci had six. Rajewski had five. Marcus Thompson with four. Daquan Haskins with four. Benetti got into the game and got two. His bucket got the biggest cheer from the crowd. Freshman gets in, scores the bucket, and that student section, especially all the young ladies, love the freshman quarterback apparently because that place went bonkers when he got the last basket of the game <laughs> and Yale again like there isn't anybody that I can say didn't play well they all contribute but nobody had more than eight points you know it, it's like they've got a lot of guys that I like but it's maybe too spread out like maybe somebody needs to be selfish and just go they have, off they don't have for a, that ta- team. a takeover guy yeah it's That's like well no, sometimes a it's a good thing, but sometimes in certain situations in the game, 
got to have a basket. Yeah, you got to. You need that guy that is just like, give me the damn ball and let me shoot it. Right. Instead of, we're going to pass it around and whoever's got the open shot gets to take it. It seems like Richmond kind of goes with whoever has the hot hand. Because we were talking about it, and it's funny, sometimes doing this, like, last year baseball, softball season happened. It's happened this year, basketball especially with Richmond. When I've seen Richmond play, Daquan Haskins has been their number one scorer. Like, without question, like, I know they have other talented players, but Daquan Haskins seems to be their guy. When Dennis has been at their games, it's been It's Stevens every time. Carl Stevens, and it's not even close. He averages, what, like 18 points a game when you're there? Yeah, this is this. Uh, he had 16, which was by far and away the top scorer in the game, and it was the first time I think he'd scored under 20 in a game that I'd been at. Right. And I think I've seen him three times, and I think every time Haskins has been their leading scorer. So it's it's just funny how sometimes we see we just get different things over a, a not – insignificant sample size, but Richmond, yeah, they feed the hot hand. Yeah, it, and, I, and I think Garnet Kohler um, should get more credit at Yale. Great coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, those kids are well coached. They play basketball. Oh, yeah. You know what you're going to get, but... But it's like, you know, Monarch, Donilon. I feel like those are guys that should be scoring 16 points a game, and they combine for nine. Right. Um, and... and uh, Jakubiak is another guy that I really I like. I do like Jakubiak, too. Um, and I, I don't – Dan Orell got shut out. I thought Hunter Morissette was – this is the second time I've seen Hunter Morissette really play well. He had five points. He had to have 15 rebounds. He had to have 10 rebounds third quarter alone. He was getting everything, and that's not easy to do against Richmond because no. they get on the glass. Mm-hmm. But so. I just uh, – <coughs> excuse me. I just uh, – Richmond found a way. They like to go fast. There were times where Yale went fast with them, um, and they, they weren't horrible, but I thought Yale was better when they slowed it down, made Richmond run the half court. They ran the half court. But, again, there just wasn't that guy where we're going to give this guy the basketball and he's going to score us a basket. Right. And Richmond had that. We need a basket. Carl, go get a basket. So that was kind of the way that game all went. Um, Emily City Armada was a really good game in the BWAC on Friday night with Emily City winning 55-53. So Armada's tough little stretch here keeps going, Brady, but this is like the hardest part of the schedule right and now. And it's not like they are getting shellacked night after night. I mean, I'm sure obviously you get frustrated feeling like you're so close. They've lost four of five. But here have been the scores. They lost 63-51 to Richmond. That was a game in the third quarter. I believe it was tied. They lost to, at, uh, to Yale at home, 47-42. Wasn't there for that one. But from what I'm guessing is that they were in that game most of the night. Croslex, 65-53. Tie game in the third quarter. They beat North Branch, and then they lose to MLA City by two. This is a tough stretch of games, of games they've been competitive in, but they just haven't been able to get that final blow. But don't look past MLA City. I was looking at them, and they're 8-5, and five, which isn't the best record. But he, much like St. Clair's girls, here are their five losses on the season. 
New Haven at the buzzer, a team that plays in the white. Southfield Christian, which is maybe the best Division Four school, Class D school in the state. They lost at Southfield Christian. They lost to Richmond at home by 18, and that was probably the worst game they've played all year. They lose at home to Croslex in a nine-point game that you said they never had a huge threat to come back and win, but that's been one of Croslex's closest games, at least yeah. purely point-wise. And then they lost at Detroit Country Day uh, back on the first, 65-45. None of those losses are anything to sneeze at. Can't debate you on that. I want to debate you. <laughs> I want to tell you you're wrong all the time, but I'm not going to debate you on that. So just MLA City, they're they're the only team really that can catch Cross Lex uh, with only the uh, well they have two league losses. I don't know why the MHSA site that has, says they only have one. They have two league losses. Them or Richmond, they're going to have to help each other out if either one wants to catch Cross Lex, and they're going to have to both upset them. I don't think that's going to happen, but. Don't don't sneeze at MLA City because they've been playing well and they haven't lost to a to anything less than a really good team yet this yeah. year. A lot of action in the GTC East on um, Friday night with uh, Harbor Beach beating Sandusky 45-42. That sounds like a really good basketball game there. Uh, Brown City was a winner over Memphis 51-38 uh, and uh, Ubley cruise to a 63-28 to 28, uh, game uh, over KPAC. Um, what does Ubley play? Is, is Ubley up to 10 games now? I think they're 7-2. and two. Yeah, the, the, they've played really good when they've played. <laughs> uh, they haven't played they have a lot a, of time to lot. scout and prepare. Yeah. Uh, North Huron beat Peck 43-37. Deckerville a winner over Akron Fairgrove 46-43. A lot of close games up in the thumb this year. Um, and then you had uh, Bloomfield Christian beat New Haven Merritt 42-22. And then this one surprises me a little bit, but Green Hills is a really good team, and Mooney had to go to Ann Arbor for this game. 67-36, Green Hills gets a little revenge because prior to that, what, wasn't it their only loss was to Mooney? No, they lost to Gabriel Richard. Oh, yeah, well, everybody's lost to yeah. Gabriel Richard. I, just, I <laughs> yeah. kind of throw that game out because everybody's lost to Gabriel Richard. Yes, that was their first loss of the season was actually at Mooney. And, yeah, so Mooney had to go to Ann Arbor and they – Yeah, Green Hills is not going to avenge their Gabriel Richard loss. No, they <laughs> they left with their tail between their legs. That mm-hmm. was That's a tough one for Mooney. Um, they have to – I believe they have to split the last two to get the two seed in their Catholic League tournament. Which is doable. Yes. And I think to stay away from Gabriel Richard to what would be the finals. So, All right. Uh, there was some hockey played over the weekend, too. I want to get to that before we take our next uh, break. Yeah, go ahead, because you actually went. You didn't do the game, but you went and yeah, watched Yeah, I went down just, just for fun, rest my voice. I knew that Romeo would have their TV set, and they take up that whole top concourse with their cameras and they got a table that stretches from the entire middle section of the rink. I just didn't want to deal with it. Uh, but uh, first on Friday, Northern got a 2-1 to one win over Traverse City uh, Central. So the Huskies have now won like uh, five out of six. Uh, I can pull that up for you in a minute. Because I think there was a loss in there that snapped the four-game win streak. Yeah, they lost to East Grand Rapids in but, there. But, but they've, they've won five out of six now. Yeah, and Logan Sheffer, I know for the second game, was named the MVP of that game for Northern and 
I, I'm going to be curious because, Dennis, I mean, you obviously are more well-versed in hockey talent. You've done it for high – you've gone as high as the American Hockey League. You've seen the North American juniors. He's a kid that could play somewhere, right? Uh, I really think so. Um, and, and, and I just think about for the tournament, Northern is going to be playing teams that they will be the underdog to. But if your goalie gets hot – I have seen teams that you wouldn't think were championship teams. That have no business being but in games. the goalie gets hot, and look out. So that makes them slightly dangerous. That, that's a team that, you know, when you're going up against it and you're expected to win, you're like, mm, why do we have to play these guys? Why couldn't somebody else play these guys and, and deal with it and, and give us a different game? Right. Um, That's be, one be, where you're hoping you score early. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about it because, yeah, he's he can take over a game and he very well should be in the running for player of the year in the state. I don't know if he'd win it. I don't know what his competition is. But the fact that he's getting recognized is possibly. He might get it in his league because the other coaches are, are yes. have taken notice. Yes. They know Logan Sheffer is playing out of his mind. Yes. Um, great. Great, great. Can I say it one more time? Great hockey game on Saturday at Suburban Ice Arena. Um, I would have no – Brady, if I had called play-by-play for this game, I'd have no voice to do this show or anything else this week. This was a game uh, of – it was a lot of fun. It was two hockey teams that skated up and down the ice. There were great saves. There was drama. There was excitement. There was bad officiating that – Pissed off both teams and the crowd, and uh, it, it, it was outstanding. I saw something. Um, now, I have seen goals. Uh, I've actually seen two goals three seconds apart, but there were empty nets involved. Oh, yeah. Uh, a few years ago, Northern played a game, uh, and I, I forget who came to town, but they didn't have a goalie. They played the Dakota, entire said, game. Right? I, was it, maybe it was Dakota. Um, they played the entire game with an extra attacker. And Northern scored 16 empty net goals. <laughs> so they scored a goal, and then the kid off the faceoff got the puck and shot it and scored a goal three seconds apart. Marysville with a goalie. Against Romeo, yeah. Against Romeo, scored the first two goals of the game four seconds apart. That's got to be in the state record book. Hold on. Let me look this up while you keep talking. But, yeah, so, you saw Marysville and Romeo. Yeah, and that could be a potential regional final. Minesburg opened the scoring. He came over the blue line, put his head down, ripped a slap shot over the shoulder of the goalie to make it one to nothing. And they took the face off at center, and Braden Turner skated forward, got to the blue line, fired a slap shot along the ice right under the goalie's pads, two nothing. I wrote down the time, and I'm like, wow, only four seconds came off the clock. You said four seconds. Four seconds. If that is true and that is how it was written down, that's a state record. So well, I, according to I the saw MH- a state record then. According to the MHSA site, the record is five seconds. Royal Oak Shrine versus Allen Park Cabrini in 2017, five seconds apart. So uh, 439 and 443 is four seconds, right? 439 and 433. Four, 439, yep. 443. Sounds like it. Yeah. So When I do the math, so, it's only four seconds. Uh, even if not, as long as it's under 10 seconds. Now, was, get- was the guy... Maybe slow on the switch, eh, maybe. But maybe I mean, they were slow on the switch for the other records. It, it was uh, it, it was a, a goal four seconds apart when you write it down. Yeah, 
So, uh, and it really didn't take that much long. I was just, I just caught it because I had just written down the numbers the, from Minesburg scoring, and I looked up, and he was shooting it, and the puck was going in. So, people from Marysville go, I don't know how you submit a state record, but go do that because that, that would be cool. Yeah, so. The, also, weird thing in the record book, De La Salle had, had it two with seven seconds, and they were both shorthanded goals. That's pretty impressive, too. Impressive. Um, so now it's 2-0 Marysville right off the hop. Romeo changes goalies. Uh, and, and you know, I, I don't know. The first kid's name was Martin. The second kid um, was the senior. His name is Van Camp. And for the rest of the first period and for all of the second period, this guy was amazing. He made saves in the second period that were ridiculous. Like, there were at least four or five times where I thought, here's, a, here's an easy goal for the Vikings, and this kid would somehow get a toe on it or a pad or it hit him in the face or whatever. He was out of his mind. Marysville was getting chances, but all of a sudden they were down 4-2 to two after two periods because the first period they got a goal midway through the period to make it 2-1, to one, so they didn't really need any help. But they got it anyways. Uh, the the first penalty to uh, to Marysville was I don't know what it was. He called it interference. Kid finished his check. That's all that happened. Kid mm. finished his check. Didn't even finish it hard. Just went in and bumped the kid. The ref didn't even put his arm up. He just blew his whistle and said oh, interference. <laughs> like he made it up as he was going to the box. Then we get a skirmish in front of the Viking net. And the kid from Romeo body slams Connor Myers to the ice. They put him in the penalty box. Myers? No. Oh. The so, kid from so. Romeo. They put him in the penalty box. And then the other referee comes over, takes the guy out of the penalty box, and says the penalty is on Marysville's goalie for cross-checking. What? So they're saying that the goalie hit him down, which caused? I, I don't know what they're saying, but it's five-on-three Romeo, and it's two-to-two two at the end of one. Gotcha. Then in the uh, the second period, Romeo had like two chances to score, and they scored on both of them because the rest of the period was played down in Romeo's end. And that and could the, be tough for a goal. And the kid was just standing on his head. So it's 4-2 going into the uh, the third. Then Romeo got stupid. They did. They got stupid, and maybe they thought they were going to get away with it because to that point, they were getting home cooking. Yeah. They were getting a lot of home cooking and, with lots of gravy. And if you have, if you don't listen a lot, Dennis very rarely go, talks about officials this way because he was one uh, and his brother's been one. And because I know the game and I, right. I'm i not sucked in like a parent who You're thinks that, that their, their team does no wrong and the other team is evil. Yes. Because that's how parents think the other team on both is, sides. The other team is the Soviet Union. Yes. Um. I can see it as a neutral observer. Most times when they call something, they you know, they're they're pretty much on it. Right. If if I'm critical of it, then I think they weren't doing a good job. But to their credit, in the third period, when Romeo guys started running around, punching guys in the head and doing stupid things, they gave them penalties. They they must have called six straight roughing penalties against Romeo, and it led to two power play goals by Marysville. They gave Marysville a full two-minute five-on-three with 2.07 to go in the game because of stupid 
Romeo roughing penalties. Things that aren't necessary. You didn't look. I know it's a heated game and it's a great game. I was there. I was watching it. But check your emotions, people. Stop being stupid, especially when they've established we're going to call it. Right. We're going to call. If you go over and punch a kid in the head, we're going to call it. If you go over after the whistle and knock a kid to the ice, we're going to call it. Yeah, the first one, you know, okay, whatever. You were testing the boundaries, and okay, you finally got put in timeout. Yeah. But uh, so Turner scored to make it four to three on a power play, and Noah Lavalley just walked a guy, uh, skated right around a D. If you're not familiar with hockey talk, yeah. uh, right in on goal, and then a backhand right under the bar. Beautiful goal. Uh, it was the only way you're going to beat the kid, uh, is with uh, with goals like that. So it's four four. They didn't score on the power plays early in overtime. Romeo got the first chance, and I don't know if it hit the post or the crossbar. Because I was switching ends every period to watch the end that Marysville was shooting at. Right. Um, so it was down, but it was a big clank, uh, and everybody was oohing and on and going nuts. And the next thing you know, Braden Turner is skating up his off wing, flying past everybody, hmm. breaks right in on goal, doesn't really get a great backhand shot away. It's out there on Twitter, the winning goal. And, and if you look at it, you're like, well, wait a minute, how did that even get in? But it got in, and it was his third goal of the uh, game. He's just having a ridiculous season this year. He's got to be pushing 30 goals now, Brady, um, with uh, three more in that game. And Marysville won 5-4 in overtime. Great celebration, too. All they right. did the rowboat. All right, well, what, yeah, I'm watching the video right now because I hadn't seen it. All right, so he splits a couple of defensemen, keeps it out, and he just kind of, as he's falling down, flips it perfectly in the corner. Yeah. Uh, it looked like it went right through the goalie. Like, initially, and I was surrounded by a couple people, and we were all like, thought he shot it right at him. Apparently, he didn't. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I mean, the quality's not the best. The video, maybe it went between his, like, under his uh, arm. His, his arm and his body, yeah. Yeah. And then you're right, great celebration, just right into it. He does the uh, old rowboat thing, because yes. Vikings row. Yes. But that's that <laughs> sounds like you saw a fun game. You just kind of went on a whim, didn't you? Yeah, I was just like, yeah, it's it's three in the afternoon. My wife had said, "Do you want to go to the Prowlers game?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Okay," but I'm going to go check out this Marysville game. But I'll be back in time, right? And I did get back in time, but then she wasn't feeling well, so we ended up not going to the Prowler game, which is fine because they gave up nine goals and were terrible. Uh, <laughs> they won the next night, though. <laughs> yeah. But they still gave up six goals, seven to six. You can't win when it goes. <laughs> Anyways, don't get me started. Uh, but Marysville Romeo game five four in overtime. Marysville three for uh, Braden Turner. Uh, Minesburg and Noel Lavalley scored, um, and it was just a really fun game. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm so excited about over it. There. <laughs> and uh, and Romeo's got some nice kids too. They got some guys, but but one of them, uh, Evangelista. Kid, you got like two goals and an assist, and you pick up a roughing penalty and a 10-minute misconduct in a 4-4 game with a minute left. What are you doing? Yeah, well, this is a game that could be a regional He's final. He's four feet tall. Don't go punching people. You're not tougher than anybody. <laughs> you're a score. You're a little scorer. Go be a gnat and, and storm around the net and get your goals. Get a hat trick. Yeah. Knocking guys down and taking dumb penalties. Unbelievable. Anyways. Uh, Anchor Bay beat PH. We think the score was six to one. 
Yes, it said in review on the MHSA website. Which I don't even know what that means. That just means someone has disputed the score. Okay. So somebody's disputing that score, but uh, we're going to not dispute and take a break and then come back, and we'll have uh, this week's um, Blue Water Area uh, media polls for boys and girls basketball. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. 
We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. It was story time with Dennis. Yeah. Off air. Did I ever tell you the one where they Zambonied the ice? So this, right, this, this is, is a pro game. Yeah, this is back when Dennis was working for the, the, the one of the pro teams. I think it was the Beacons, and we were playing Kalamazoo, and they had Zamboni the ice, and the guy had put down a lot of water, and you know how it is. They do the uh, the intermission stuff, and the guy gets off the ice four and a half seconds before the teams come back out, and the officials sometimes they wait, but they decided not to wait. They dropped the puck. Beacon's going to Kalamazoo's zone. They're buzzing around. They get a couple of chances. Kalamazoo's going to ice the puck. Guy blasts it down the ice, and there's so much water. Uh, and, and the goalie is like, I think it was Stu Dunn, came out of the net thinking he's going to play the puck behind the net. Right. And it stops in a puddle of water right on the face-off dot, and the Kalamazoo guy gets there first and shoots it into a wide-open net. <laughs> Those are the type of stupid goals that I have seen at McMoran, and it always is against the home team, never for the home team. Anyway. Those Zamboni doors have scored more goals for visiting teams than I can count. You'd think they'd switch the benches at some point, but anyway. <laughs> um, Blue Water Media Poll. Uh, again, as Dennis said, there wasn't a ton going on last week, but there were some big games. Northern had a huge statement win over Lakeshore. Richmond continued to roll. Uh MLA City early in the week and girls thumped Armada. Uh, so do you want to start with boys or girls? Uh, whichever page you're on first. I'm on the boys page right now. So um, grass is green, water's wet, cross Lex gets all four first place votes, unanimous number one at t- with 20 points. That hasn't changed. We do have a change at number two. Port Huron Northern has moved up into the two spot. They are 10-3 and three, and their three losses Lance Cruz North, Ferndale, Detroit Catholic Central. They have won, I believe, nine straight games now. And it has done enough to move them up to second over Richmond, who's in third. And I think it's less of what Richmond's done and more that Northern just continues to impress. Because I guess the last hurdle was, okay, yes, they beat everyone else in the blue, and they did it at home. What are they going to do when they go on the road? What are they going to do when they play Lakeshore? And they just continue to dominate. Uh, They got a big game tonight. They do. But even regardless of the outcome tonight, what they've done 
has been very impressive. It seems like every obstacle we say, all right, what are you going to pass this test? And then they do with flying colors. At four, I believe this is the highest this team has been ranked all year. St. Clair at number four with seven points. Uh, they move up to four. Mooney stays in the pool but drops to five after an 0-2 week, albeit against two good teams. Mooney struggled a bit. We- well, I mean, again, they played Gabriel Richard, who's like a, a, a G, at least a G League team. <laughs> um, and then they had to go to Green Hills. Um, so I, I think those are two tough games. And, and I would have said if you come out of that week one and one, you had a hell of a week. And we had one team receiving votes. Armada is the first time they have not received votes. Emily City in the poll with uh, one receiving vote. So, And they had the big win. We talked about the Armada game. Yes. And they are 8-5, and five, and I chronicled that of their five losses, a lot of teams lose to those five yeah. teams. So, again, to recap for the boys, Crosslex at number one, they're 12-0. and 0. Northern, number two, they are 10-3. and 3. Richmond, number three, at 10-2. and 2. St. Clair, number four, at 9-4. and 4. And Mooney at number five, they are 9-5. and five. Emily City receiving votes at 8-5. and five. So, for the girls, still don't have another unanimous number one. But Emily City stays at number one. They received three first-place votes and 19 points overall. They are trailed at number two by Marysville, who received the other first-place vote and has 16 total points. Emily City, 13-3, and three, Marysville, 13-2. and two. And between those five losses, I think the worst team of the five losses combined for those two schools is PH. Who we know is pretty good. Who comes in at number three in our poll. Who first time they've dropped below Marysville? I believe they were tied with Marysville last week. They're ten and five, and they've lost I think three of five. But it's hard to punish them too much because their losses are like three point losses against and, Gross and their Point teams North in the Dakota. Red, yeah. So they are playing with the best, but I can understand dropping them to three. Uh, where they're a tick behind Marysville, a team they did beat earlier in the season. Marine City comes in at number four. They are 13-2. and two. They have eight points. Sandusky still undefeated, 13-0. and 0. They are number five. Armada still receiving one vote. They are 11-5 on the season. So not much change besides Marysville jump. We had two new number twos. Marysville takes sole possession of number two in the girls' media poll. Northern takes possession of number two in the boys' poll. All right. Can't really argue with either poll. No. At least I'm not going to. I didn't actually pick that way, but it's not so far off that I can make a fuss about it, and we can make arguments for all five teams. Again, we can make arguments that Sandusky, who's been number five for us all year, should be up at the top. Right. They've not, they haven't lost. So... Anyway, that's... Haven't lost and haven't really been threatened in too many games. I think Harbor Beach was the only one. Uh, Dennis, tonight you're at, we've said it, PH PH Northern Lakeshore. I am doing, I'm taking a half day, I guess, because I'm going down to St. Clair to do the resumed (laughs) South Lake St. Clair game. He's a weirdo. (laughs) What's the score of that game? 14-13 right now. Okay. With, I think... A couple minutes left to go in the first half. 
So here's if you want to listen, you can probably listen to both of us tonight. I will start at 6 p.m. Oh, yeah, you'll be, you'll be yes. over before I even jump off. And I don't have – You might be over before I even start pregame. And I don't have a halftime. So what's basically going to happen, I'm going to have to figure out how to play all the, <laughs> the ads for this. Um, Just do an early pregame and play them all. So do warm-ups, game starts, wherever it left off um, with, I think, 115 or 155 left to go in the second quarter. St. Clair's up a point. End of the f- second quarter, it'll just be like a normal quarter break, and then we'll play the rest of the game as normal. So – Something to add to the list of weird things we've done. We did two-thirds of a basketball game. Why not? It's, it, if St. Clair wins, they have an outside shot. They need a little help, but they could split a gold title with South Lake. You know I'm all for that. Yes. And the Saints have been playing well, so that's uh, another up to, team up to that, number four in the that, poll. That's another team that if you said, Dennis, they have a, uh, with a couple games left in the league season, they have a puncher's chance at a league title. Especially after last year. Yeah, I, I'd have been a little skeptical. But, like, I, I mean, early on, you, you could see that they had some nice players and some oh, nice yeah. pieces. You knew they were going to be and better. And that they were than, healthy. That they were going to be better than last year, but you didn't know how much better. Yeah. I guess we're just parroting what we said about football. Yeah, fo- football, I wasn't convinced. Um, and, and it took me a few weeks into the season to get me on the bandwagon there. Basketball, it didn't take me that long to get me turned around. No. No, not at all. So anything else on a late releasing Monday show that you have for us? That's all I've got, so let's release it. All right, let's do it. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.